With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sure didn't start out that way. Born in Mississippi to a teenage mother, she couldn't even be called middle class. In fact, they were dirt poor. But that didn't stop her, even as a child. At three, Oprah could read and write, and everyone could tell there was something very special about her. She was raised with a sense of religion and required to attend church every Sunday. And that's where Oprah learned the skills she uses today. At church, she would recite poems and Bible verses. The congregation nicknamed her the Little Speaker. Now, as they say, the rest is history. Learning to speak in public without fear was her door that opened wide, and she has used that skill to fame and riches. Her net worth now is north of $3 billion. Learn to speak in public, and doors will open wide for you, too. Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We've got Chris Paps coming up here in a few moments. He's got a brand new book out. We'll chat with him as well today. And our good friend Dr. Jack Caravelli joins us on the telephone. Doctor, how are you today? James, uh, good afternoon to you and your audience. Now, there is a lot going on <laughs> as far as the election is concerned and some of these other things that are going on. Um, we, we've been talking to various people all week about the, the, this, this election process, and the one thing that's kind of troubling to me is that Hillary Clinton has now gone to doing phone calls to television programs. She, she won't even be brought in on Skype. They just go to her and it's like it, it it just makes people really weary when when it comes to her health if she's not appearing on camera somewhere give, give, give me your thoughts on this well um you know i i don't know the story on her health i mean we've we've talked about it yeah i, I think probably the campaign strategy you know they they're probably ahead in the polls the polls indicate that uh there's still a lot of days to go before the election, James, and I think what, you know, her campaign may be trying to do is, you know, uh, run the clock out as much as they can. And, yeah. I mean, if you, you look across the, both the television and newspapers, I, I would bet, and this isn't scientific, but I would bet that three quarters of the election coverage is, is geared good or bad to Donald Trump. You know, she has been, you know, uh, you know, much less in the in the media, except for some of the bad publicity she's gotten over the foundation and her emails. Uh, and, and Trump has got most of it. I, she may be 
quite happy with that, thinking that Trump will, you know, sort of self-destruct. Uh, you know, he has a new uh, set of campaign leaders, campaign managers, and, you know, I, I think it's clear that he's trying to, you know, sort of, um, you know, redirect and reemphasize certain things that, you know, he, he pushed hard during the primary season. Uh, you know, whether that will turn around the polls or not, you know, we don't know. But, you know, this has been such a, such a toxic and unpleasant year, you know, for, for the voters just watching all this, you know, I, I would bet that, you know, much of your audience will be thrilled when the <laughs> November election comes and goes, whoever wins, and everybody takes a collective sigh of relief and gets on with life. I mean, this has been long, painful, and uh, really unproductive, but, uh, you know, we've still got time to go. And, you know, Trump may, may change his stripes, and if he does, I think the real interesting part of this will be, you know, how Clinton responds. So, James, she may want to play duck and cover for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to let her do that or not. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast to Border to Border, on TuneIn, iTunes Radio Loyalty. Now, um, you, you you are involved in all sorts of different things. And one, one of the things that you're involved with is the digital arena um, with, with a lot of different things with, with computers. Um, how has digital politics kind of changed uh, this election and, and will change this election? Well, James, that, that is a terrific question that probably should be the, the, the title of a book or the, or the source of a book. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you write it, my friend, let me know. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're in, you know, I think there's, it, it really is a very good question. We're, we're in, I guess, a couple of quick thoughts. Number one, you know, more than at any time in the past, uh, in part because of this digital age we're in, we're in a 24-7 news cycle. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, if it happens at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday, at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday, it's being reported by somebody. So the, the, the news cycle is almost endless. That puts a lot of pressure and stress, I would guess, on, on the campaign and the candidates. I mean, there's no place they go. There's nothing they say, you know, that's not recorded and reported. Uh, you know, and that's, that's a real, maybe it's a test of democracy and test of the candidates. But, it, but it's certainly different than, you know, the old news cycles when even 10, 20 years ago when, you know, we, we were following politics that, you know, somebody says something on Tuesday at 2 o'clock and it may not be reported until, you know, Wednesday morning in a newspaper. But that's, you know, that's a world gone away. So I think the, you know, the everything is, is quick and everything is accelerated, I think, in the, in the digital age. The, the other thing is... Obviously, through social media uh, that, you know, most of us sort of tap into in one form or another, uh, Twitter or Facebook, uh, you know, there's, there are multiple, multiple ways to communicate. Uh, you know, your radio program is a great example of this. Uh, yeah. You know, you can reach out and, and touch thousands, and I, and I know you do. Uh, you know, the same thing on the social media accounts. Um, so again, it's, it's instant communication. What, what I think a lot of this lacks, and, and one reason I, I really respect your program, is whether the, the viewers, the audience, rather, 
likes likes an individual or not, you know, you give it enough to provide a context for what what they're saying. You know, you get on the Twitter or, or Facebook and you get these little snapshots, but you don't get much in the way of, of context, of thought behind whatever the, the headline is. Yeah. So in the digital age, we've got quick and we've got superficial, but, you know, you know, media like yours, whether it's, it's television or radio or, you know, newspapers, still is essential to the, you know, the, the, to the viewers and the audience, you know, to find, you know, what, what's behind the headlines. It's, it's easy to, to capture, you know, uh, you know, the moment with a sort of a, a quick headline, but I think those that do the, the best service, even in the digital age, are providing some thought and, and words and ideas behind the headlines. So, you know, the, the digital age is great in many ways, but it's, but it's, it's far from perfect. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today here in our broadcast, coast to coast, to border to border, and uh, also, Doctor. Uh, well, one thing I want to get your your ideas on as well is uh, you do a lot of stuff with with, with cybersecurity. You, you you've done a lot of a lot of different things with cybersecurity. What, what do you make of all these? hacks and leaks and and all this stuff that's just recently started what whether whether it's be against against hillary or trump or even back when when uh it was revealed that the democratic party was working you know to try to undermine bernie sanders what what do you make of all this uh due to the fact that you are so heavily involved in cybersecurity? yeah um james first of all you know for any of the campaigns or any of the, the political parties, if any of them thought in this, again, back to your point, of a digital age, if any of them thought, you know, they were somehow immune or invulnerable to being hacked, they, they, were, uh, they, they were they were foolish, they were careless, and I've got some great swamp land in my <laughs> state of New Jersey, I'd love to sell them, uh, because they, they were truly naive fools. And I, I mean that with as much... Uh, sincerity as I can muster. Yes. Um, the you know the, the the fact of the matter again, in the digital age, we are our right to privacy is much more compromised. Uh, we we've seen again, you know, countless cases of big corporations that have a lot of money, of small companies, of individuals whose privacy, whose information, you know, has been hacked into. The for the hacker. You know, the, the, the real truth is it is almost impossible to, to catch hackers and bring them to justice in some measure because many of them operate in countries where they're encouraged to do these things, you know, beginning with Russia, China, and Iran. So, you know, you don't have to be sitting, you know, a, a block from my computer, you know, to, to hack into it. Uh, so... You know, that is the world we live in. The world has shrunk. Uh, we are vulnerable to attacks from, you know, faces and people and places we'll probably never see. Uh, but, you know, in the political arena, you know, these guys, uh, you know, whoever is running these campaigns and these parties were just truly, as far as I can tell, really negligent in not doing a better job of protecting themselves. And I think what we're going to find... Uh, James, long before 
the campaign is up are the public it will be the publication of more uh, leaked information from hackers uh, that this Julian Assange uh, in uh, you know I think uh, sort of in London uh, will release and he is not a, a fan of Hillary Clinton so I, I think that this uh, part of the, the new digital age that you've talked about the new di- in the new digital age uh, hacking and information from hacking is going to be in the campaign mix again in ways we've never had to think about before. We've got the fabulous Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world as well. Now, uh, Doctor, as we uh, last topic here with you, you have the great book out, The Age of Hatred. Um, what did you make the other day of this of this? Uh, I, I guess he was, uh, he was he was trying to be a jihadi or something, and he was he went on a, a killing spree, but he had nothing to do with the Islamic terrorists. He was just a Muslim guy who went nuts. What <laughs> what is what is the situation now that we we now have these these I guess these copycats in this whole world? that aren't doing it because they're Muslim extremists, they're just doing it because they're Muslim. Well, you know, I don't know if there's a great distinction, James, between the two. You know, what we've seen is, again, back to your great fundamental question on the digital age, in the digital age, uh, it is easy, uh, as as we've seen often, uh, the Islamic extremists uh, use the Internet, they use something called the... uh, sort of the dark net uh, to, uh, to carry out propaganda, to carry out recruitment. Uh, and we've seen in cases, uh, and you've just pointed out one, uh, and there have been multiple examples where individuals um, do not have to be sort of sitting in the same room with some extremist who would proselytize or try to recruit them. You know, they're able to get online. They're influenced by the you know, again, the hatred, uh, which is, you know, the title of my book. Yes. Uh, you know, the spoofs from these extremists, and whether they're in uh, San Bernardino or Orlando or Nice, France, or in Brussels, you know, we are seeing that in a lot of cases, uh, these, you know, either an individual, as you say, or a small group, you know, it can be turned to hatred and to commit violence, incited to violence, uh, by digital recruiting. So, again, we are in a, in a world where, uh, you know, you don't have to be, you know, around the campfire in Syria, uh, you know, to be recruited. Uh, these people pick up on this, this hatred, this sense of, uh, you know, uh, of hatred toward their whatever countries they live in, whatever, you know, sins they think their governments have committed, whether it's true or not. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's just a, a, a sad fact of life that, you know, there's, there's no community that, that can feel in this digital global age truly safe. And why I wrote this book, and thank you for mentioning it, was the fact that, you know, until we realize as a nation and as a government that we've got to eradicate the scourge as well and as quickly as we can, you know, the, the, the risk, although it's small, 
most communities, most days, go about their business, and that's marvelous. Hope that always continues. <laughs> but, again, there are too many cases where, you know, the, as you said, the lone wolves uh, have, you know, have attacked in, in their communities, and I, I don't see any way that, you know, for the foreseeable future that's going to stop. Dr. Jack Carabelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And, Doctor, uh, look forward to chatting with you next week. And uh, have, have yourself a wonderful week, my friend. James, all the best to you and your audience. Appreciate it, Doctor. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Chris Paps. He's the author of the new book, The Evolution. Chris is a multiple Emmy Award-winning investigative journalist. If America collapsed, what comes next? We've got more coming up. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.